everybody uh welcome to the second episode of the tardy millennial so the first episode we were talking about uh social anxiety and you know i went into great detail about my own personal life and you know my experience and my advice and tips for people who experience social anxiety on a daily basis or time to time so if you haven't already uh give that podcast a listen and i hope you enjoy it and for those who did tune in to the last podcast, I appreciate it. Uh, thank you for listening and taking the time to listen. And today I'm just going to get started on episode number two. So stay tuned. We're going to be talking about depression, mental depression and stress and my tips and advice and a little bit of information to help those who uh, are going through hard times right now or who are still recovering from the 2020 pandemic. So stay tuned. Thanks. Hey everyone, so welcome back. So, like I said today, we're going to be talking about mental depression and stress. Uh, For those who have, let's say, a 9 to 5 job with a crappy boss, or for those who are just trying to make ends meet, uh, trying to feed their family, uh, trying to keep a roof over their heads, or just trying to stay out of uh, a lot of negative things like drugs, alcohol. You know, it, it can be really stressful. Mental depression affects millions of people across the globe. And to be honest, it's, it's not easy to get over mental depression or stress for that matter. Um, I've struggled with depression and stress, even suicidal thoughts throughout my lifetime. Um, when I was a kid, you know, I wasn't really much of a good student and that affected um, me personally because, you know, my parents would get report cards in the mail or they'd go to parent-teachers conferences and you know my teacher would say hey you know your your child is slacking in school he's not getting any good grades like he's not focusing in math and my parents um they're very hard they're they're very hard-working people and they're very uh prideful people as well because you know i'm i'm of haitian descent you know, both my parents were born and raised in Haiti until they moved to America for a better life. But if uh, anybody know about Haitian culture, especially Haitian people, we're, we're very prideful. And the son of two Haitian, hardworking Haitian parents, um, they wanted the best. They wanted the best out of me and my siblings. So um, failure was not an option, really. So, you know, getting those bad grades and getting feeling and, and not being up to par with the other class with my other classmates made me feel as though, you know, I wasn't good enough. And um, sometimes I would get disciplined really harsh, like for not getting good grades. I would get my father would discipline me very rough, like, you know, the typical belt. And it wasn't a good feeling. You know, I didn't I didn't feel really good about myself. Like I wasn't um, 
I, I didn't really feel like I was worth worth much, you know, like the American school system, you know, maybe it's not the worst school system in the world, but uh, for kids of uh, minorities, the American school system, they really don't really take care of, uh, the, especially the, the, the teachers, they don't really give the care and the proper education to kids of minorities or in the schools in neighborhoods of minorities. So, um, I'm not gonna lie that the education that I received as a kid, I won't say it was 100% the worst, but it wasn't. I didn't feel like the teachers were giving their best. And it's like, I didn't, as a kid, you should want to learn, right? You should want to learn. You should want to have fun learning. And I felt like it was always a competition, constant competition. And when you live in that kind of world, it's like you're always trying to be uh, better than the next person. And that constant uh, strive to be the best, sometimes it can be overwhelming. And when you when you don't reach that mark um, and your parents look down on you, it's really um, affects your mental state. And I was about, at the time I was about, uh, I would say I was in the third grade. So I was about eight, eight years old. So the fact that I was getting bad grades, the fact that um, my most of my teachers didn't like me, you know, one time I just went in the kitchen and I said to myself, you know, I grabbed a knife and I just remember putting it to my gut, you know, because I, I felt like I wasn't worth much anymore. Like, like school made me feel as though my grades defined who I am. And that's what the education system typically does. The American education typically does here. Yeah, we, most people around the world say, yeah, you have the best, but I mean, that depends on who you are, right? Because some schools of white children, some 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 um, schools who are not as that doesn't have any, that much diversity, um, won't they, they really won't have any problems in the schooling system because most teachers in schools like private schools, charter schools, um, there they come from like a high educational background, a respectable educational background at that. And they, they show more of a will to teach uh, the kids in, um, the kids in like a higher educational school system. So with me at, at the school I was going to, it wasn't good. So as I was receiving these bad grades and um, I just wanted to end it all, I felt like I was a disappointment to my parents. And at that point, when I was eight years old, I said, you know what, why not? Why not just end it? And now that I think about it, how did I even know like what it would take to, to lose it all? You know, what would it take to lose it all, to just get rid of my life? You know what I mean? Like, how did I know at eight years old to go to the kitchen, grab a knife, and to do this to end it? 
but I thought to myself while I was having the knife to my to my stomach, I said to myself, damn, this shit hurts. And two, what the hell am I doing? You know, I got more life to live. You know, what if I don't, what, what like if I, if I kill myself now, I won't be able to watch, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin kick some butt during a wrestling match, or I wouldn't be able to uh, watch the next episode of Pokemon or something like that, or Digimon. I was thinking about every, I started to, in that moment while I was thinking about killing myself at eight years old, I was saying to myself, you know, I, I was thinking to myself, all the things that make me happy won't be there anymore. You know, at that moment, I was like, my mom won't be there. My dad won't be there. My brothers won't be there. You know, if, if I kill myself right now. So is that that moment when I thought about killing myself, that's when I like remembered like, damn, all the things that make me happy won't be there. So I uh, took the knife off of my stomach and put it back in the sink and went about my life. And I didn't tell anybody about that story for years, years, not until I, I was about 26 years old. So from eight years old to the time I was 26 was when I actually told somebody about the story. You know what I mean? And that was, I believe, my therapist. And then I ended up telling my girlfriend, my longtime girlfriend. You know, so, um, you know, that, that was my first episode of like some real suicidal thoughts that came from mental depression and from stress, you know, and, um, not to mention my my name my name was given to me by my father and he that that name that I the name that I have now was my grandfather's name my dad's dad you know so it's like it was that added pressure to uh to be great you understand cuz my dad would always remind me oh you have my my father's name, you understand? Which means you hold your father to a higher higher regard. So the fact that, you know, I bear his name, that's an even added. I just added more pressure to be great, to be better. You understand? And sometimes in life, um, we look around us and we're like, we're we're not grateful. But where we are right now sometimes we we just want to get to uh the finish we just want to become the finished product and that creates a lot of stress and and, and depression within within ourselves because you know we put so much high expectation to ourselves that um we have a tendency to just stress ourselves out and get depressed when we aren't where we want to be and i'm here to tell you that it's okay it's okay to not be where you want to be right now. You know, it took me a while to realize that. You understand? If you're if you're doing something, if, if you truly love, do, if you're truly doing something you love, you should 
it, it should never get you to a point where you get depressed. You understand? When it gets to that point where what you're doing, when you're doing something you love gets depressing, then back away from it. Back away from it. That's that's the best advice I can give for you in that regard. Because you you need to give your brain some time to recuperate, to heal. You know, because people forget the brain is a is the the brain is a muscle. You understand? It's it's a it's a big muscle that stores a lot of memory. You know, of good memories and bad memories. So it needs some time to heal. You know what I mean? So, um, for those who are dealing with suicidal thoughts or uh, depression, I would say definitely uh, seek help. You know, you don't go through this by yourself. You're not alone. You know, um, you're definitely amongst millions of people who are probably probably going through what you're going through right now. Probably not exactly the same exact thing that you're going through, but they can relate. And that's why uh, I suggest some people should go to group sessions, you know, to hear other people's stories. You know, some people go to rehab and um, speak to other people. I mean, speak speak to other people about their problems. You understand? Or sometimes I would suggest writing it down too. That's always another option if you're going through uh, some real depression. Um, write down what you're going through. You know, you when you write down what you're going through, it's like you're extracting that stress and depression, anxiety out of your brain onto paper. You know, and that that's also a good way of um, of healing. That's a good technique. You know what I mean, and um, I, I I think there's also a phone number uh, for the depression hotline. You know, oh go to go to Google if you have a phone or a computer, which probably everybody has now. Uh, Google suicide hot hotline, and they will give you the phone number. Google will give you the phone number to call. You know, and it's important that you seek help as soon as possible. If you get to a point where you're thinking about just ending it all. Um, let me just give you a quick, another quick story about what happened to me. Uh, this was about four years ago, 2017. Um, I'm not going to go fully in detail, but I... I got arrested for a false claim or a false accusation. Um, and this, this, I, I was actually shocked that the accusation lasted as long as it did, especially an act, uh, accusation that doesn't really have much evidence other than me being at a certain place at a certain time, you know. But you know, as they say, wrong place, wrong time. Um, that that was kind of my situation at the time. So 
I was at the wrong place, wrong time. I was falsely accused. And um, I'm pretty much, I, I know pretty much the whole world knows uh, black people and the criminal, in the American criminal justice system do not go hand in hand. Um, I thought at that point, I was, if I am found guilty for a crime I know I didn't commit, that I was going to see some serious jail time and I was going to get a criminal record and I wouldn't be able to vote. I wouldn't be able to get a job. I was afraid for my life. And even more so, I, it came to a point where I said, you know what, no matter what I do or say or anything, as long as I'm a black man in America, I'm always going to look guilty for something. I'm always going to be guilty for something. You know, so one day I just went on the rooftop of my building. And I said to myself, you know what, I feel like ending it all. Even before the court case was even finished. Because I they kept giving me... Uh, they kept giving, I don't know what that's called, but when you have to keep coming back to court, I kept having to go trial hearing after trial hearing. Not trial hearing after trial, because they never went to trial. But it was a situation where I had to keep going back to court um, for another hearing and another hearing, and it was just really dragged out. But back to the rooftop. I was back on my rooftop, and... Um, I said to myself, you know what? No matter what I do or say, being a black man in America, I'm always gonna have a target on my back. So let me just jump off this roof and end it all. But then the same thing that happened to me when I first tried to commit um, suicide when I was eight years old, I started to think about all the good things I'll be missing out on. You know, I started to think about that again. Like if I end it now, I wouldn't be able to see myself finish college. I wouldn't be able to see myself possibly getting married someday. I wouldn't be able to uh, see myself uh, buy my mom her first house. You know, I was thinking about like how much things I would enjoy to see before my time you know I felt like damn if I end it now you know how would I know if I truly had a purpose you know and I think that's what most people who suffer from mental depression go through they they say you know what screw this I don't have a purpose that their only purpose is to live and die but you know what, let me tell you something if you're listening. Your purpose is much greater than you think. You're going to find your purpose. Trust me. It's going to take some time. As they say, Rome wasn't built in a day. You know? And for those who um, is suffering from a loss, I know how it feels. When I lost my father last year during the pandemic it's something that 
it's a memory that um, that would never go away. It's a thing. It's a memory that I reminisce on occasion. I do reminisce that memory on occasion, but you know, I when I do think about those memories, I get depressed, and then um, I take a breather, and I say to myself. Would my father be happy with me being depressed right now? Probably not. Because my father, he was a man full of life. He was uh, 79 years old when he passed away last year during the pandemic. But this guy would party like he's 21. He would, he would go out, drink. He would dress up, say, hey, I'm going to a party. He was going out more than me. I'm in my 20s and my dad is partying like he's like he's five years younger than me. This guy was 79 years old. You know, full of life. Good heart and full of life. So I said to myself, you know what? My father wouldn't want me to be depressed right now. Even though it's something I can't help. But when I think about the kind of man he was, I owe it not only to myself, but I owe it to him to be the best version of myself and to take care of myself and those who I love and to always find a way to be happy or to find something to be happy about, you know? Because in life, there's... um there's darkness and there's light. It's a perfect balance. You, there's nobody on this planet who's happy every single day. Not even Jeff Bezos himself. You know, the, the richest man in the world right now. Not even Jeff Bezos can say he's the happiest man in the world. Because I guarantee you he's not. Everybody suffers stress and depression. Most people handle it their own way. But in most cases, everybody deals with it. You know, you just have to find out what's the best way you yourself as an individual can deal with your own depression. You know, you know, look online, look for resources um, to help with uh, the loss of a like to help dealing with the loss of a loved one, to deal with. Uh, the loss of um, a job. Maybe you had a good paying job and um, let's say the stock market didn't do so good. You put some money into the stock market and you know you either lost your job and you lost a lot of money in the stocks. You know, those aren't things that you necessarily bounce back from right away. But you have to find a way to be optimistic and know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. You understand? Like, one thing that helps me when I'm going through depression and stress is to know that is to remember that there's people there's other people in the world that's going through way more worse shit than I'm going through. 
You understand? Like there's starving children in Africa. There's uh, countries where you know families are staying, families are in their homes, and then their their homes are being bombed. You know, there's countries in the world where they're having earthquakes, tsunamis, you know, real disasters, you know. So I say to myself, what can I do right now in this moment to be grateful? What can I do in this moment to be grateful for what I have? Like what action can I do that can make me that can make me feel grateful for what I have. Understand? For example, when I think about um, when I when I think about um, for example, how many jobs I couldn't keep, because I could not. I for some reason I could throughout my life I just couldn't keep a lot of jobs. Sometimes I just wasn't interested, or sometimes I would just make a lot of mistakes to the point where I get fired. And I stopped making money. And that would make me really depressed when I think about it. Because, you know, when I'm doing a job application, when I'm doing a resume, you know, a lot of these jobs that I put on my resume, it's only, it's less, sometimes it's a year or less experience. And I get depressed. Because I'm like, you know, no job, no, no job is going to want to hire me. No company is going to want to hire me for having like eight different jobs with with a year or less of experience. But then I say to myself, you know what? Throughout that time period where I was in and out of jobs, I found a way to provide for myself. You know, I had a way to provide I had a way to provide for myself. And I, I never went hungry. I never went hungry. I never went, I never was poor during that period of time. I still was drinking clean water. You understand? That's the kind of mindset you gotta have. You know, like, okay, this is a shitty period in your life. This can be a real shitty period in your life. But you know what? It could be worse. It could be worse. So look around you. Do you have clean water? If yes, that's a blessing. Be grateful for that. Do you have a bed to sleep in? Be grateful for that. You understand? Those are little things you can do to help with your depression. You know, because those who aren't humble or grateful for what they have while while they're going through a depression it makes it 10 times worse it makes it 10 times worse because it's like your mind is already feeding you negative thoughts constantly when you're going through depression your mind is constantly giving you negative thoughts so it's like when you're not grateful for the things around you you have nothing to be happy for you feel and you and you feel like you have nothing to live for, and that's not a good way to go about life, personally. You know, so that's another advice. You know, 
Be grateful for the things that you have around you while you're going through that depression. Write it down. Another thing you could do, uh, write a goodwill list. Like, I know some people that they have this goodwill list. Like, they write down the things, the good things they want to do for somebody throughout the day. They write that list down. So before you go to work or school or whatever, write on a list the things, the good things you want to do for somebody else today. Write down a list and see how much things you can complete off that list. Even if it's like holding the door open for somebody or making somebody smile or better yet, um, helping somebody with the groceries. If you have that on your list, that's even better. You know what I mean? Because you're going to feel as though like, you know, by me doing good in the world, that's helping with my depression. You know, because believe it or not, humans are social creatures. We are naturally social creatures. So a lot of us who are depressed or going through a lot of stress, we have a tendency of just keeping to ourselves we don't want any phone calls from family we don't want no phone calls from friends we just stay in our little bubble but that's hurting us that's hurting us even more because we're uh, we're neglecting the help that other people can probably give us and we're not giving us a chance to open up you know to seek that help and I feel as though this is what people who are suffering through depression needs. You know, we need to be honest about ourselves. We need to be honest about ourselves and we need to be honest with others about what we're going through. You know, so um, that's all the tips and advice I could give for today. Um, it was a lot to take in. Hopefully I didn't bore y'all throughout this podcast, but... Once again, I appreciate you guys for always tuning in to uh, the Tony Millennial. Uh, if you have a chance, look at my last, listen to my last podcast, and you know, see if you gain some inspiration or advice for other people. And thank you again, and stay tuned for the next episode.